97-esque band, The Future of Rock and Roll. Welcome to Dongtini, episode 18. On today's show, the ladies discuss their most favorite and most loathed accents. Simone rages about Facebook, and Steffi shares some gross revelations that Christians have made to her about their sex lives. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong wonderfully, thank you. I wanted to talk today about, well, I was supposed to scheduling a phone conversation with my friend Kristen the other day, and while we were trying to schedule, because scheduling phone conversations is difficult for me when I'm scheduling them with people in Australia because of time zone differences and whatnot, but she said to me um, that her friend had threatened to drop in, so it was going to throw our schedule out of whack, and I was like, my God. When I was a kid, dropping in was just happening left, right, and center. And now if somebody dropped in, I'd kind of freak out. I'm not ready for the drop-in. I don't yeah. drop in on people. But when I was growing up, just dropping in was, we just, we would drop in on people. People would drop in on us. And yeah, what, what, what was your uh, childhood like with dropping in? And how do you feel about it now? That's all we did. And people would drop in all the time. I didn't. I didn't know if it was an American thing or more of a Southern thing because I grew up in Arkansas and Texas. But right. um, and whenever we would drop in on somebody and they would they would like have all this like snacks and lemonade and stuff ready. After we leave, my parents would say, "No, that was Southern hospitality." <laughs> <laughs> I would say that every time. So, but then I grew up thinking, well, maybe they don't do this up in. In, you know, the North, like the North, we all thought of the North as where the ugly people were, who, who were, <laughs> my dad always said women, in. that Yankee women are ugly. Oh my goodness. Gosh, you wouldn't want an ugly Yankee dropping in for sure. Because they don't have big old Texas hair and they don't wear makeup. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just always thought that they're really uncouth, but obviously that's not how it always is so I guess you had people dropping in too and you had yeah well you see but for me it's a it's a Sri Lankan thing where, where from where, where I was used to because they were dropping in on other Sri Lankans and Sri Lankans were dropping in oh, on us oh so no so, white people we'll so yeah but, but, but we did have one friend a friend of mine from school's mother used to drop in sometimes so she, so there was Australian dropping in and she was very Australian so she would drop in and then our neighbor would drop in also another Australian neighbor so I think it wasn't just and also my friend Kristen uh, she's Australian and her I, I would assume her drop-in threat was also Australian so I don't think it was just a Sri Lankan thing but oh. they were all Sri Lankans dropping in on, on each other but wouldn't it be weird when you would just too. go to drop in on someone and your whole family's just standing on somebody's doorstep <laughs> waiting to be received? <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone to do that to me. <laughs> no, because to me, like, you know, an unexpected phone call is a bit of an imposition, you know? It's like, oh, I had, like, things planned. Like, do you have a whole person in your house and you have to, like, feed them? I mean, I love and I'm happy to entertain people, but I need some warning, you know. I've got to make sure I got got food, I've got beverages, you know. Yeah. I need some time, you know. I would just be, you know, and I'm, you know, tidy up and all that kind of 
hassle, you know. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. handle the drop in today. Yeah, then we just expected it. Like we had stuff on hand for people who were coming over in case they came right. over. We didn't know when they would, we just knew they would. Wow. But now yeah. it's not so much. Yeah, I wonder if the whole thing has died down or if I'm just a just someone who can't handle it. I don't because I don't know anyone who does it. I've not had anyone yeah. drop in on me. And I wouldn't dare. One time we did this ridiculous drop-in. We used to have a, a milk bar, which is like a convenience store. A milk bar? A milk bar. That's what convenience stores are called in Australia. Really? A milk bar, yes. That's so I think cute. maybe they were like soda fountains, maybe in the, you know, when they first started happening, where you go get milkshakes and things. But mm -hmm. eventually you could, you know, you, they just dwindled down to just being like convenience stores. But so my parents used to have a milk bar, and we were friends with the people next door who had a fish and chip shop, and we used to play with their kids. <laughs> so freaking Australian, those two things. <laughs> no, this is very ethnic. This is like Sri Lankan people with their milk bar and Greek people with a with a fish and chip shop. So, <laughs> so we were friends with, with, with that family and their kids. And then they sold the fish and chip shop and they moved. And it was just the worst thing because they were like our best friends, you Aww. know, when I was seven. So then one day my parents got in the car and said, like, we're going out. And we're like, oh, we didn't know where we were going. And they had found where their new fish and chip shop was. And we just dropped in on them at the fish and chip shop. And oh. it was just this wonderful reunion. So that was like my happiest drop in ever is when I went to drop in um, on uh, the Lozano's family at their new oh. fish and chip shop. So that was really fun. Yeah. But and I'm still in touch with them on Facebook. Like, it's, it's like, why are we still friends when we were friends when, we, when I was seven and, and Elizabeth was was nine? But yeah, we, we met up in like, she'd moved to England and we met up in Coventry a few years oh, ago. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. So the fish and chip milk bar friendship endured. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Will you say fish and chips, mate, for me? Fish and chips, mate. <laughs> I just love how you, you were teaching Judah to say it and he got pretty good. Yeah, because he, he wh where did he see it? He saw it on a commercial, and then he was just saying it with an American accent. And I right. said, no, you've got to say fish and chips, mate. <laughs> yeah, he was very good at it. Um, <clears throat> now, speaking of other countries and, and so and such, um, I was telling you earlier how when I was younger, like American accents were just like so exotic and interesting to me, and you couldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like... Because I think that we don't have an accent at all, is how yeah. I hear it. And then yeah. Una, you know, commented something like, I love your accent, Stephanie. I'm like, I don't have a freaking accent. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Gosh, that's so American to think that they don't have the accent. <laughs> I know. But no, it's more like y'all are really exotic and we're the normal, right. boring, ugly Americans who don't have any culture is kind of how I think yeah. of us and my accent. No, but when you're in Australia and you hear an American just like out on a train or something, or just out on the street, you're like, whoa, like it just really? sounds so otherworldly. Because that's how we because are with Brits and Aussies and the like. Yeah, I get it now because I've lived here. But see, now American accents, obviously, how can they sound that unique to me when I hear them mm. all the time, day in, day out? I'm completely immersed in them now. Mm -hmm. But uh, but before they weren't, they were just like the sexiest thing ever. So obviously, I've had to shift my, right. my taste now to, to something that's mm -hmm. new and exotic. So now I'm really into Irish and Scottish accents. Yes. 
and to a lesser extent English accents, but yeah, Irish uh, and Scottish, lesser. hell yes. How could English be lesser? I'm, I'm equally fascinated by the Irish and Scottish. I think because English, English is closer enough to Australian that it's yeah. not as, not as I mean, I still really like it, but it's not yeah. as interesting. How do you feel about Australian accents? I love them. And really? also, also, you're gonna not like this, but I think you already know, I, it's really hard for me to tell Australian from New Zealand accents apart. Yes, I know that. Because they, 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 Ooh, they, they, I recognize that. Whatever mouths. you're doing, it sounds that. like um, fly, fly the Conquerors. So I recognize Exactly, that. exactly. It sucks. <laughs> they say that and stuff like this and fush and chops instead of fish Ew. and chips. Yeah, that, exactly. No, okay, that now you that get bugs it. me right there. I right, hate. when you hear it against my lovely accent. Yes, yours is lovelier. Yeah, you heard I me say fish think. and chips a number of times just moments ago, and now I'm saying fish and chops. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah, retarded. That sounds like how Canadians say it, because I personally cannot handle Canadian accents at <laughs> all. I, it, it's horrible. It's to me like the Fargo accent. Like right, right, th right. Those both are equally horrible to me. But Yeah, the first time I saw Fargo, I thought... I thought it was like a stupid caricature, like just making these people sound sound not very smart. And then I was like, oh, no, they really talk. Like, I just thought they were going over the top, but they weren't at all. So that was kind of surprising. But um, but now that I know that, like, I just I just sort of accept them. And, and Canadian accents, like when they say they, they just sound American to me until they say like a boat. And then it just sounds kind of uh, charming and cute. Like, oh, you said a boat. Oh, it just sounds retarded. <laughs> it sounds like they've got brain damage to me. I want to hit them in the neck. <laughs> Gosh, well, I'll and, be I, and they say um, for pasta, they say pasta, and I cannot yeah, I handle that. that. They say pasta. teriyaki, and they say oh. enchiladas. I, yeah, no, when I, we first I, went up, like, because David used to live in Vancouver, so we went up to see his friends, and I made enchiladas for them. They're like, "What are these? What? I don't know what's happening. Enchiladas? What? Like, they had, they don't know what Mexican food." Is. So even <laughs> without, even without having heard it before, they they <laughs> automatically converted it to enchiladas yes. when you said enchiladas. <laughs> and that's so interesting. They, they have that um, chain restaurant called called Pasta Yagacha, but they call it Pasta Yagacha. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. The it way doesn't it rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. When um, when I was in high school, we had to, we went on some retreat that involved and there was some sex education component to it. But we had to watch this video about, I think it's like about teenage sexuality, but it was from New Zealand. So they were like, oh, no. let's talk about sex. Oh. <laughs> and I don't think any of us could take it seriously because we couldn't get over, let's talk about sex. So, I know, yeah. if anyone finds a Canadian accent or Fargo accent sexy, I really want to know because it just seems the most horrible thing to me. Yeah, please let us but, know. Um, I know, but the, the Australia-New Zealand accent confusion, courtesy of Flight of the Concords, has been really upsetting to me. Aww. So, um, yeah, in fact, it was funny when I was at uh, Third Man Records uh, a few weeks ago and, and Jack White was asking me, he's like, so where are you from? But I don't, never know if people mean where am I from in America or because of my accent. So I was like, well, I live in L.A., but he's like, yeah, but where are you from originally? I was like, oh, I'm from Melbourne. He's like, oh, you're Australian. I wandered New Zealand, but I didn't want to say it like he knew like it wasn't oh. okay <laughs> just to but then he went ahead and told Jewish. you anyway <laughs> that that's okay but I, I i thought it was charming you know it was that just is charming. i forgive him he could say <laughs> so. anything to me and seriously <laughs> um, there's this guy in high school named mike mcgovern and he um had moved up from new orleans and the way he talked 
melted me and he knew it and he would I had civics with him and every day he'd say where are you at darling which is what they say for how are you doing and yeah but the way he, I can't even say it like he did but the way he'd kind of carry it he'd go darling like it's so Harry Connick is how he talked and it, right, right. I, I got a D in that class or like a really low C because he distracted me in that class it's <laughs> so sexy <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about, I mentioned something about hating Facebook, and you were surprised. You're like, oh, yeah. you hate Facebook? How did you I, hate I, Facebook? Tell me about this. All right. Well, so hating Facebook, I I like the communicating with people on Facebook. I like all that. But just as, a, as an entity, I hate Facebook. And I feel like a lot of people kind of have this opinion, but I was concerned that you didn't you didn't see this this element of it, just the, the, the domination that they're they're going for and how they're trying to I mean we were talking about it because they were trying to make us make it so that we all knew who unfriended us. They're they're trying to take away the the elements of, of privacy and the information we want to withhold. They they're all against that. And uh, I read a quote uh, last week from Zuckerberg's sister, who I guess was the is the, was the head of marketing, and this is what she said: "Anonymity on the internet needs to go away." Whoa! What? Yes, <laughs> that is so not. And they're just brazenly saying stuff like that, which wow. really, really terrifies me because they they got us all in, and we had all this privacy, and we can block who we want and keep all these things private. But if you're noticing, all that stuff's little by little just. The, the control of that is just disappearing yeah. and they, they don't want us to be anonymous they want everything we do to be exposed to everybody which is yeah. not it's exactly what the internet wasn't when it started out it was great that you could do all kinds of fucked up mm. things and you know <laughs> harass people and you know and that do it all great, anonymously it was great. You could leave nasty comments to people anonymously. Now, if you go to leave a nasty comment on something, it's already logged into your Facebook profile. And, you know, you'd have to create a fake one or go to all kinds of lengths. So you either don't leave your nasty comment or it's just not what it used to be. And that's what they're going mm -hmm. for. And I don't like it. So what like, do you think I about love, that? I love getting nasty comments on my blog. It's really funny. And they're always anonymous, like right. almost always. And that's just yeah. fantastic because they'll be nastier. If, right. they, if we can't track them down and then I always just make it the comment of the day on my Facebook page and it gets like a hundred comments <laughs> like yeah. all these people defending me which is fantastic so it's it's so funny because you get to see like these people's you know bile towards whatever you were saying and I exactly. love it I think non anonymity is super important I don't know but all this feels like 19 you know the novel 1984 yes. kind of, or Brave New World kind of coming to life so it is, and and that's why when, when when you said that, oh, like you couldn't understand why anyone. I just, you know, I, I'm not saying we should all stop using Facebook because obviously it's very useful and handy, but you know, I think people need to be more concerned with 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 all this yeah. these losses of, of privacy that we're we're heading towards, and and fucking read 1984 and. You know, it's again, it's like idiocracy. Like people think, oh, ha ha ha, yeah, that's never really going to happen. But it is. It is happening. It is fucking happening. Well, remember um, Greg talking about why he doesn't have a Gmail account? Yes. About their saving absolutely everything. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be in the Library of Congress. Yeah. So, and it was true. And when they, that. They, that first came out with the advertising in the sidebar, it was like, well, it's just, it's just scanning the words. Nobody's reading your emails. It's just finding words and it just seemed very safe and you trusted that when they said that but it's sort of like well yeah it's doing that but we still have everything you know it's, they're still it's keeping it's, it all they it says like yeah. after two months your email becomes their property yeah so 
you know, all these things are really, really happening. So I, I just think people need to be more concerned with Facebook and everything that they're doing, you know, because it's it's fun and easy to use. And I mean, just everything you do now is connected to Facebook. So it's it's really mm -hmm. infiltrating every portion of your life. So you really yeah. got to keep your eye on them because they don't want us to have any privacy. They want to expose every thought and deed we have. So yeah. be, be on the alert, people. And that includes you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Stephanie. You don't come so. see my search history. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because you usually post your search. What was that gross thing you posted? Oh, yesterday. That oh, foot. Um, Sharkot's foot. Do not Google oh. image. I think it's C H A R C O T foot. Yes. Just don't do so, it. Yes, of course you posted. Also, do, do not search do that. Not of course, everybody Google image. It. Oh, do not Google image uterine prolapse. Oh. Not do that, okay? Okay, I'm just gonna write that down for later. <laughs> I guess I'll be reminded when I do the editing. Prolapse. Actually, I should do that while we're listening, so people can hear my reaction. Let's yeah, do, that. do it right now. Cool. Okay, people, I am about to um, ignore Stephanie's advice, and I'm going to search uterine prolapse. Don't do it. You'll be sad. Oh, Clicking sorry. images. You're going to be so sorry in a couple seconds. Oh! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh! Oh! <laughs> She's I have right. to do this stuff for work, so Don't I'm just passing it. on the warning to all you people not to do it. Because I've done it for you already. What? What? How does this happen? What can I do so that this never happens to me? I don't know for sure. Ooh, do not, do not Google image anovaginal fistula. Ano. A N O V A G I N A L. I don't know how you keep this stuff from happening. Wait, what's the last one? Anovaginal what? Fistula. F I S T U L A. I know how to spell vaginal. Anovaginal though. <laughs> Is that one word? Yeah. Oh, no wonder it's maybe not coming up with anything disgusting. Okay. I don't know what I'm seeing, but I'm afraid to click on any. Yeah, I, 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 I oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking anymore. I don't know. What the, I, I can tell that there's small images and I can tell I don't want to see more. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, an, an anovaginal fistula is when a hole happens a perforation between the vagina and the anus, the rectum, oh. like a so hole. So you're like shitting out your vagina. Oh! I guess it happens mainly to old ladies. How does the hole appear? Like you just get old enough. You just get old enough so that you can know. start shitting out your vagina. Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, now, have you been following at all the Dr. Conrad Murray trial? Not at all. Because I'm not as fascinated with him as you guys are, but I just read, <laughs> I read, I read you guys' tweets about it. So that's yeah. enough for me. But yeah, I we love follow that him you guys on love him. <laughs> we don't love it. Well, it's funny. He kind of reminds me of an uncle I have. He looks like an oh, uncle where, well, yeah, he just kind of looks like, reminds me of my uncle. And he looks like a nice man, except that, you know, he killed Michael Jackson. So. Aww. 
Yeah, but he seems like, I don't know, just like a misguided man. And I don't know, I feel sympathy, but he just has that sympathetic sort of face. And I think that's all. Mm -hmm. And I think Michael Jackson, you know, I think he's someone that was hard to say no to. So if you say, Mm. yeah, you know what, taking anesthetic, you know, to go to sleep, probably not a good idea. Then Michael Jackson cuts you off and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, 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 I want to be Michael Jackson's physician. I I better get the propofol. So I think that's probably (laughs) how it went down. But, But right after Michael Jackson died, um, and the word propofol was being thrown around. You know, mm-hmm. well, you would probably well know in your industry all those um, promotional merchandise that pharmaceutical yeah. companies send out, the pens and the paperweights and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I said to Greg, I was like, I bet there's some for, for propofol. So we went on eBay and found, oh. I guess the other name for it is Diprovan, like that's the, the brand name. <laughs> and so anyway, so we found on eBay, like this is right within a week of Michael Jackson dying. <laughs> so we've got like tote bags that say Diprovan, propofol. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> my but I looked thing. for it again the other day, and there's nothing. There's nothing online that you can. There's oh. no more promotional. So I think the Michael Jackson death really killed the um, the promotional merchandise market for propofol. Or it boosted is, it because everyone was buying the stuff. Yeah, but it has a but, bad um, rep, so the company's not going to be putting that shit out. Yeah, now. seriously. My friend. Uh, no wait, back that up. Um, I love so much when David Allen Greer is on Adam Carolla show and. Um, Dr. Drew, this is a long time ago, but you know, when they were on Loveline together, Dr. Drew would be telling the caller about different kinds of birth control, like uh-huh. estradiol and, and Ziprofan. And Adam Carolla was like, those sound like black kids' names. And so David Allen <laughs> Greer started going, estradiol, you better come in here for streetlights are on. And then he's still a guest on the Adam Carolla show. And um, he'll talk about profofol. You better come in here. I'm going to tan your hide. So I'm going um, <laughs> to. We should put a clip of that in because it makes me scream laughing. Totally. <laughs> David Allen Greer would forget the name of the drug. He's like, I forget what your name is. And Dr. Drew would go, Estradiol. <laughs> in his grandma voice. Oh, my God. That sounds like black kid names. Totally. Now, you went to uh, see a show the other day and hung out with Dave Bazan. Please explain. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, because he was playing this bill that um, was at Numo's, and he, okay, this was really magical. He opened up with Packed Like Sardines in the Crushed Tin Box by Radiohead, but it was uh-huh. just him, and he, and his, I love his voice, you know, and um, so anyway, that was really magical. Like, I, I could kind of, it gave me chills, and then he closed with all these people from Iceland that were there, um, they uh-huh. all, and he played Smells Like Teen Spirit on mandolin. And um, nice. they all sang it. So that was kind of rad. And um, afterwards, he came up to me and he goes, I listened to Don Teeny today. And I go, which oh. episode? And he's like, he's like, you know, the one where you're talking about being mad about having to go on the SPU campus and see Eugene Peterson and, and the cats like, like humping each other. <laughs> 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 and so and he stood there and talked to me for like three or four minutes saying that he, he goes, I just I like your you have this perspective where um, you you have on one hand all this curiosity and you're drawn to you know something kind of huge and eternal and mystical but on the other hand you have all this rage and bitterness and he, <laughs> goes, he goes that's such a unique perspective and I try to keep that perspective and, and you just walk it like straight down the middle that's <laughs> so, so awesome it was really nice to hear that from him because I I just love I love him he's a wonderful yeah. guy yeah hooray that's so Yay. great hooray Bazan thank you Dave Bazan 
I know, and Ben Gibbard was there. He was backstage, or he was out on the street, I guess. And then the news about him and Zoe came out on like Monday or Tuesday. So oh. that was a bummer. I was wondering. I was like, what is he doing up here? Because I knew he lived in LA. And then I was like, oh, maybe they're having a bit of a hard time. But they sure were. Yeah, that actually bummed me out. I don't know really? them or anything, but yeah, I'm kind of bummed for them. I don't know why. I think I'm not because she kind of annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> well, her Hello Giggle site is really, oh. really painful for me to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't your friend make a mock site of it or something? Yes. I can, I can, I can talk about it, but I can't give people the link. But okay. yeah, it's just, uh, it's just this faux, like, just it's just making, it's supposed to be this positive site, but it's just really ditzy, I think. So. I know, and it's called Hello Giggles. Yeah, and it's like, and it's exactly what you don't like, which is just making everything sunshine and giggles and pretending that nothing <laughs> negative is going on. It's like, you know, I think negativity is really important for it's so perspective. Important. Yeah, you can't just pretend everything's so. Oh my God, cupcakes! Like that's what they're like, and I hate that so much. And I love and cupcakes can, as much as the next person. As long as you also say, motherfucker, they're yes. seeing everything of ours on Gmail. Facebook yes. ridding us of our like you have to cover that stuff too. So totally, it's a balance. So yeah, so fuck Hello Giggles. And did you hear her sing the national anthem at the World Series the other day? I couldn't. Day? I couldn't. Oh. Everyone was tweeting like how rad that was, and I how rad that was. Like, it was horrible. Was it? It was fucking horrible. You've got to hear it. She can't like sing low, so. <laughs> It's just really, really bad. Like, yeah, it's not okay. And yeah, and I, somebody I follow, I follow this under the radar mag uh, on Twitter, and they said, uh, "Who else would you like to hear sing the national anthem after Zoe Deschanel?" And I said, I tweeted back, "Don't you mean who would you like to see sing the national anthem?" <laughs> because she yeah, was not she a was who like... else. Like, it was really awful. And it's just because she's got a new show on Fox. And the World Series was on Fox, so let's promote Zoe Deschanel, who has a show. Oh. She can't really sing the national anthem. It was awful. Of course. Fucking oh awful. You've got to hear it. No. We'll put that up on the, on the website. No. Yes. <laughs> well, you didn't want to hear it when you, people were saying it was good. Now I'm telling you it was bad. You've got to see it and listen to it in a room type of way. I saw her do it like a couple years ago. And then, I, and then Ben Gibbard, when they were married, whatever, he sang it like at a different game but it was on the same day and i have this thing where i love to make fun of ben gibbard singing i like to take like regular songs and sing them in my ben gibbard voice <laughs> and david's like stop that but, i don't know what the ben gibbard voice sounds like, um because well he has this one song and here's the lyric and it's gonna probably bug you because uh -huh. it bugs me but um it, he goes like this he goes <clears throat> i was on the high Way, high, way, high, way, high, way. <laughs> and that part of the album like always killed me. How did those two stand each other to be married at all? You just like, why am I married this other. person that sings so badly? <laughs> Both of them should have thought that. Oh, sorry, I've just destroyed you. I'm kind of sad about that. Uh, no, I've taken I'm it to some other no. place. <laughs> you can, no, you can say whatever you want. That's fine. That's how you feel, Thank Simone. You. It's valid. Thank you. It's valid. It's all valid. It's not all hello giggles over here. Fucking hello giggles. <laughs> hello giggles. <clears throat> um, hello giggles. Now, Stephanie, last yesterday was it that you posted 
uh, yeah, just a, a new stuff Christian Culture Likes post about Christian scheduling intercourse. Could you please elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love intercourse. I mean, I, intercourse. I love hearing people say the word. It's just too hysterical to me. I know. It's so um, gross. It's so gross. It's right up there with make love. So yes. I, I wrote a post about how Christian culture likes to tell people, married people, to schedule having sex. Because, I, and this is what I suspect, is that they want to make sure the guy gets some because uh -huh. Christian women aren't that interested. Because they were right. raised to think that sex is irrelevant and sort of dirty. And right. so they don't know what to do. Like, your whole life, you know, Christian culture is like, no, 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 no. Kill that desire. Don't, no, no, no. Okay, you're married. Go, 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 go. And, and yeah. people, it fucks people up. And so anyway, the poor guys and the poor girls, and I've just heard way too many stories from friends who are in this, and I have this blog, and I get emails with way too much information. Uh -huh. <laughs> the emails are fine, I guess. But when you're commenting where everyone can see, it's really disgusting. So I write this post about how Christian culture tells you to schedule having sex, and everyone wants to weigh in. And all these, I've gotten, like, the first comments on the Facebook page were things like, well, you can, a guy can only take I'm busy so many times before they go crazy, so we have to schedule it. And I'm, and I'm like, no, did you read the post? What's the matter that your wife does not want to have sex with you? Like, that's, kind of <laughs> the whole, that's kind of what I'm getting at, rather than schedule it. So yeah, um, I, got, I was about to throw up because all these people were telling me stuff, and I got one email from this lady who, she signed it, um, Narnia, actually. <laughs> so that's not her real name. Um, Let's see. She said, I, f I have found scheduling sex incredibly helpful. Honestly, it's been 10 years since I was a frisky, newly dating teenager. <laughs> I'm like, you have to say frisky. It's so disgusting. Frisky. Just makes she me goes, think of horny cats. Oh, it's, yeah. She goes, as my sexual appetite has changed at a different pace than my husband's, it has been the most difficult part of our relationship. So when we tried scheduling some time for intimacy, I didn't spend every day fretting about the pressure of his desire. Instead, <laughs> on those days, I could relax and give myself time to settle into a much more open mindset. <laughs> and I'm like, why? It, it just seems like it kills it. It would freaking kill it if you had yeah. if you scheduled it. I don't understand. Like, It just seems to me that scheduling sex is the grossest, most sterile thing you could possibly do. Besides, yeah. next to raping someone. <laughs> <laughs> so the second most. What was that one you got just before uh, that you were, uh, just before when we were preparing? Oh, yeah, this guy said, I got, we got married when we were 20 so that we could have sex. And now 10 years later, we haven't done it in a year. Who's with me? Oh, my God. Yeah. See, they need to schedule it because it's not but happening. But see, but why is, yeah, but then she's just going to be like, okay, fine. Like, like she still yeah. doesn't want to do it just because it's scheduled. Like, yeah, because you know, it's all the girls' problem. Yeah, it's all the girls' fault. And so what, I mean, and it, and that's my problem with this Christian culture thing is like, they're, they're not getting to the root of why she doesn't want to do it. The root. Him. Sorry, Australian the, people. Oh, the root. You said Australian root. word. No one's going to get that over here. So it's okay. It's not that. all for Americans. We have international <laughs> listeners as well. We're the ones without accents. We're the ones. That's right. <laughs> That's right, mate. Go on. Oh. Um, yeah, that's my problem is with Christian cultures. They don't want to discuss the cause of why she doesn't 
want to have sex with her yeah, husband. Let's just set a time, what's going on, marriage, you know? and move on. I know. It's not. I, I don't know. And if that works for people, I guess that's okay. But don't tell me about it because I think you're gross. Yeah. So there's that. Well, it's fine if they have to do that. But they. But I think they. The point of your post was to like, if you're doing this, you've got to ask some more questions about why you need to do this. Yeah. So, so I can see why it's kind of necessary for them, but they need to like take the next step forward to, to sorting that shit out yep. and having a, a genuine jolly good time. Uh, don't tell me about it because it makes me think that you're really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but but were you also telling me that um, they're also reporting on the size of their manliness? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's just because I'm a girl on the internet or, or what, but every so often, a guy will let me know that he has a big cock, and it's Are so these Christian funny. men? Are these good Christian not men? Not always. Not always, okay. but it's extra funny when the Christians do it. Mm-hmm. And and ha- part of me is like, I wish you just sent me a picture instead of trying to tell me about this. <laughs> and that, so then I could see that, but then block you, you know? Yes. <laughs> but then the other part of me is like you're such a fucking liar like why why are you telling me this in the first place and you yeah know, you can say anything on the internet you can have the biggest cock in the world and be on the internet and i won't know the difference so yeah um i just wanted to know has any guy ever tried to tell you this sort of thing online um gosh it's been a long time since i've had uh, pervy guys trying because anytime someone i don't know bothers me i just block them you know so i don't have a yeah. lot of random people talking to me like you do so yeah. Yeah, but I think back in the day there was a lot of cock reporting going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> like back when I first got on the internet. So. <laughs> um, well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. So thank you all for listening. You can like us on Facebook, the evil, fucked up, horrible, shitty, corrupt Facebook at. Facebook.com slash Dom TV. And also subscribe on iTunes, listen on Stitcher Radio, and of course, view any supplementary material on dongtini.com. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye. Tops. <laughs> <laughs>